G'day and welcome. The Sin City Podcast is back for the mailbag, and as per usual, we're being joined by from Champion Bets and Winning Edge Investments, Mark Roden, and our mounting yard man here at the mailbag, Rob Scurry. Rob, we'll start with yourself. It was an interesting day at Rose Hill. There was fence on fire at Caulfield, and it was almost the complete opposite up there. Yeah, um, look, I, I, I've had a, a, a bad, almost a strip, I'd say. Um, to use the old poker, I've sort of checked when I should have bet and folded when I should have raised and all that business. So I um, saw him okay, you know, there's some winner, on, winner or two on top and, you know, good prices in the numbers. But, um, yeah, I've, I've um, yeah, not, looking forward to getting back to Randwick this week on, on what will be a good track. And Mark Roden, for yourself, your initial thoughts of the meeting? Um, yeah, it was a bit torturous for me too. Um, I uh, I had a good night on Friday night, so I was quite looking forward to this meeting with a bit of confidence, and I sort of did my post scratchings fine tuning on Saturday morning and managed to talk myself out of about three or four winners, so that uh, that didn't quite go to plan. But um, there's some good performances on the card, interesting card, I thought. Yeah, exactly. We should also point out uh, Mark Roden, latest property of Racing.com. That was a very entertaining uh, few hours that you and DK put into <laughs> the show there on I think it was Thursday, wasn't it, last week? It, it was good fun. Uh, it was last Tuesday, yeah. It was, yeah. We were in there for two and a half hours or so. But, um, yeah, it was uh, Terry Bowie did a great job hosting it, kept things flowing, and, yeah, it was an interesting thing to do. I'd never been on TV in that sort of context before. So, yeah, it was great. No, you did a great job. All right, we'll start off with race three on the car. The races that we're going to review at Rose Hill are races three, five, six, seven, and eight. The, the two-year-olds were in race three to Silver Slipper over the 1,100 metres. And look, they've gone very fast here for the class. They've gone five and a half lengths faster than average to the 600. And that was set by every rose who blew up in the end. But uh, the short favourite, Celsabille, also blew up. Uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. How did the two-year-olds look in the yard? Oh, look, um, oh, there was a, a few. Look, I, I, I'm never going to find this Celsabille. I, I said that in the message. I, I, think, I just put it in there just, just, in, just to give the punters you know, something on it. Um, I thought it paraded kind of okay. It's the first time I, I've seen it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not my kind of horse. Um, its coat looked good. Um, it was a bit flighty coming in, then it kind of settled down a bit. It had two handlers, which is never a kind of a good sign. Um, but, yeah, just a lightly framed thing. Um, the winner I've completely missed, which I'm, you know, I can see why, because, you know, Gay usually has her horses looking more forward than this. So I think that's a bit of a warning. I think this horse has plenty of improvement in it and, you know, I could find a few more lengths. Um, I, I sent out, I think, Global Quest on top. I've made the same point. I think it'll be better over 1,200 and more. Um, this North Pacific first starter for, for the Hawks Yard, which is flying at the moment, um, de- very, I said, decent type. He might even be better than that. Um, I think I think he's a pretty, pretty good horse. Um, but, yeah, look, the other one um, I think I kind of like is this Blazer Trail. I think it's the second time I've found it. Um, and... Yeah, it was a no-bet race on, on the units. But, um, you know, if, if it was a, 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 a dead or better, I would have gapped, you know, laid the crap out of Celsabille. But being a wet track type by a wet track, you know, champion, um, I, I didn't want to do that. And props to you, mate. I said lay it, you said lay it for everything. Did you, did you lay it the place? I did not lay it the place. And oh, I've been talking to myself ever since and i still yeah it's going to be a sore point it's, that's one of the the biggest misses i think i've had in a long time um mark for yourself that the winner farnan has recorded a, a really strong figure on the punting form figures it's actually clubhouse leader now for the two-year-olds 
Uh, are you going to be following that form going in towards something like the Golden Slipper? I don't know. It, it is. It has rated very well. You're quite right. Um, and I just, it didn't really, uh, on my figures anyway, have a platform to go as well as it did on Saturday. It sort of surprised me a bit. Um, didn't surprise everyone. It was very solid in the market, um, um, considering you know how short the favourite was. Um, well, the the market didn't. Selzabil, if if you sort of just believe the raw figure of Selzabil, they should have been taking a dollar sixty or dollar fifty, and it just kept getting out and out and out. So there was a. Um, I mean, two-year-olds off a you know big figure of you know good sort of textbook ways anyway. Maybe that's what was driving it rather than anything uh, more sinister than that. But um, there, there really wasn't much interest in it, uh, and there wasn't much interest in Global Quest either, who looked sort of the obvious second pick to me. So they've um, the market sorted out pretty well, didn't it? Because Farn and, and North Pacific were both pretty solid. Um, as to going forward, I don't know. Is this, is this his sort of sells bill moment? Is that his big spike? And then he comes off, and no, it's um, a bit of a puzzle. The two-year-olds. Uh, I, I thought sells bill was the best we'd seen. Um, wasn't uh, shocked that she came off that big uh, performance, but um, didn't expect her to go as poorly as she did. And yeah, now we're, now we've got a new um, a new one with a big figure in Farnham. So yes, I'm a bit a bit uh, confused about where they all fit together at this point. I, I'm confused about figures like. I don't really, you know, it's, it's not my bag. It's, 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 it just sounds like a lot of time, you know, time spent, you know, nerdy stuff, data. <laughs> um, I'd just rather just look at them as numbers. But Celsabil, this amazing figure you talk about, was a heavy track, right? Yeah. They haven't run that far. You know, obviously, the, the, it's they're, they're going to run faster on a, on, a, on a good track. So how does, like, a heavy track figure... Why, why? Why is everyone so excited about a heavy track figure? Obviously, the horse is suited on a heavy track because it's a yeah. lightly framed thing by a, a, a champion wet tracker yeah. in I think our Egyptian rain. And what is this figure, and why is it so big well, when it's a heavy track? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things there. I mean, you, you, obviously, when you're doing speed or time figures, you adjust for the conditions on the day. So relative to the track she's flown, her, her time was really good for a heavy track. You know, um, and second, uh, the other thing to think about is, you know, wet to or heavy to a not as bad track is never a great sign either, uh, no matter what they've done the start before. So, um, oh, you know, I just, this is, you know, I, I know you don't, but I rate every meeting on, on time and weight, and she came up with the highest figure for a two-year-old this year. Um, uh, yes, it was on a heavy track, so that was a question mark. She was also visually very impressive that day. She just towed the jockey into the race from about the 600. He was just swinging off of it. Yeah, and, and pulled my way in three strides. So there was, you know, the, the eye sort of confirmed it as well. She did look like she was, uh, and it was Blinkers' first time, wasn't it? So it, it looked like the Blinkers had really done the trick, but it was, uh, it was a different horse on Saturday. I think well, yeah. it was, it was still, a, still a soft seven. It was still, a, you know, she should have been yeah. suited on that wet track. Um, but anyway, well, I'll never, I'll never understand it. I know you, you adjusted the, the tracks to, to, for times for the race, yeah. but, but you know, I think there should be, you know, I, I believe figures on, you know. De- old dead and up, but anything yeah. soft and heavy, you know, I think it's a big question mark over there. Oh, I, I wouldn't form. have backed her in a million years on Saturday. I mean, even though I marked her short, it just was a complete no-bet race for me. Uh, but I was surprised that well, I would have she had this, you know, big hype around her. Everyone seemed to agree that she'd gone really well at, mm. uh, up, and I really thought that it's one the um, the syndicates and the, the people who control the market might just unload on for everything and, and, and have her running really short, but that that wasn't the case. I think the other thing was on the 18th of January there at uh, Rose Hill, Celsabil was the biggest figure of the day as well, which I think was 
probably yep. uh, influenced a lot of people. It's probably, well, I would say it's relatively uncommon to see a two-year-old record the strongest figure on uh, the day. But... Again, 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 like it's the first race of the day. He's got first use of the track. Uh, they're going to run a faster time. Cause yeah. the track, yeah. That's the thing that may not have been adjusted for, uh, or certainly not adjusted for enough, is first use, because on a, on a track that wet, it's a, it's a big plus. All right, well, we'll leave the two-year-olds there for now. We'll go to race five, which is over 1,100 metres, a benchmark 94. Grey Worm returned. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme took the horse straight to the front, dictated. It was a relatively slow tempo, 4.7 lengths below the standard for the class, but uh, the horse was clearly just too good. But it was also advantaged by settling forward on the day. Mark, we'll start with yourself. Was this a race uh, that you had an investment in? It is. I backed uh, Black Magnum, and I was. It was. It uh, this is one of the ones I... I uh, fine-tuned out of existence uh, on Saturday morning. I was, if I was going to do anything uh, when I first looked at it, it was going to be on both both Black Magnum and Grey Worm. I uh, didn't have much between them. Uh, sort of did my reassessments, post scratchings, and thought, well, 1100 Grey Worm might not find the lead here. Um, some of his, probably his best performances were at 12, 1400. Uh, not always leading, but he was racing very well at 1400, controlling at the end of his last preparation. I thought, well, that's going to be a bit, bit of a different setup here. Black Magnum should be third, fourth. Likes the wet, you know, seem to tick a lot of boxes. But um, the uh, the scenario had completely changed after about 200 metres. Grey Worm was leading and travelling, and Black Magnum either, I think, slightly missed the start, but either way, it had to be really hunted up to get any sort of position. And yeah, it was just no match. Grey Worm had this one uh, a long way out. And um, yes, I was kicking myself after the race. So he was certainly a back one up price at around 440 as well. Rob 24. Yeah. Um, Rob, oh, just disgusting. You... Yeah, disgusting. yeah. <laughs> Sent it out on top, Grey Worm. Made the comment come back much better than last time in when he was went out a short price favourite on a later race in Rose Hill. And um, yeah, I just I just grave myself up, you know, just just looking at maps, thinking oh the, it'll be three wide cast when, so I'll just jump on this this likely leader, Jungle Eyes. They look good, um, you know, and, and he'll be in it for a long way, and I should be able to try when he's you know looking the winner at the hundred. Never ever likely spewing <laughs> from the well, that was another thing because I, I had jungle eyes leading, um, which is and he one of the reasons, up. yeah, it, yeah, that's one of the reasons I thought, well, Grey Worm won't get control even if he does jump well. And, and I had that first up run last time in my mind too when Brock Ryan rode him and he drew wide and he was near last like. six wide, you know. I know it was a different, you know, bigger field and all that, but uh, I just did not in a million years for seeing jumping straight onto the bridle and leading by a length and a half. That was, yeah, knew our fate pretty early there. It, it did, but yeah, I, I got even worse because Jungle Eyes is, I did this a couple yeah, of times on the day on Betfair, Jungle Eyes pinged from gate one and I'm, I'm backing yeah. horses that are pinged and I've got that little, that little sweet delay. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm getting more on Jungle Eyes thinking I'll be able to lay this off shorter and um, yeah, then I was, I was cooked, put me in a yes. bit of a, you know, had to, to reassess. After yeah. this race, but um, if you want to talk about the yard, um, Grey Worms is obviously the horse to follow out of the race. Um, just has come back really, really well. Good condition on it, you know, walking around with um, really good attitude, and uh, I, th I think you know he's on the way up. Most of these, Black Magnum, I saw it at, at the other week, and he 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 kind of stood out that, that day when he did me when I was on the beach, whatever it is, um, when. when Clear the beach when, yeah, he beat Clear the Beach, um, and he and he, in, you know, him and Clear the Beach really stood out against that Wednesday yeah. class. Yeah. Here, 
on a set day, he just looked like another number, Black Magnum. So I'm not sure if he's he, he's up to this. He might just be a good set day horse, um, whereas you know Grey Worm is probably a, a listed to to group level horse. It's a, a bit of a just what happened in the first 50 metres is probably an example of what you're talking about of, of him maybe not being up to this class because in um, a Wednesday race he'll just you know come out of the gates, get where he's comfortable and be travelling. But he, um, Dolan had to be right up him to get him where he thought he was probably going to be. Um, and that's that's a function of the class rise, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Down in weight, though, 61 down to 53 well, or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've spoken about weights a, fair, a bit before, and this is one I thought it might be a plus because he, he you know, in, in that mid-range yeah. uh, class, he runs good sectionals and he, and he can accelerate. So I thought it might be the type of horse that would be advantaged by a weight drop, but um, the class got him. The great gamer. So I don't no. know. <laughs> we'll, we'll head to race six, the Parramatta Cup over 1900 metres, the listed event there. Look, they've gone exceptionally fast here uh, to the 600. They've gone 10 lengths faster than the than the standard. And uh, Mustajia, which we hadn't seen since the Melbourne Cup, uh, no trial from what I'm aware of, uh, came out and completely obliterated the field in the end, uh, with the exception of East Ender, who made a, a late burst towards the finish. Uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. How did uh, some of these gallopers look? Most of them look pretty good, actually. Uh, and I even said that on the on the text. Um, but yeah, I probably saw this race the best. I had the the Lees runners, you know, two and one in Red Cardinal on top from Mustajir. Maybe had sort of rose tinted glasses on Mustard on Red Cardinal as we backed it in this race last year for a good result. Um, he looked slightly more forward. The male was I'd never seen Mustajir, but the male was he's a bit of a towy parader, a bit of bit of, bit of a bull. Um, until the jock came on, he, he walked around really well, and uh, he looked like he did have a class edge on some of these. Like he did look like a kind of a, a good type. Like you know, I can see why he was in the Melbourne Cup and in the market. Um, but yeah, so look, I, this is another race where I could I should have been betting, um, well at least with the units. And uh, yeah, Mustajir looked looked the winner a long way out. Huey Bowman, you know, riding with a lot of confidence, and um, yeah, he just he just trucked up. And you know, I was I, I did have something on Red Cardinal the place, so I was cheering that home the last little. 50 metres on your Jason got, got there for me for something. But um, follow, following out of the race, again, I, I, I see a whole lot of off-season Saturday horses here. Um, and Mustajir is a horse that, that, you know, can go forward. Um, we're gonna, we might touch on it in race eight. I, there's him and there's that Master of Wine. I probably think Master of Wine might be even more potential. But this, this they might even meet in the... Um, in the BMW, whatever that's called now, or the Sydney Cup, um, I, th- I think they're both pr- pretty promising. Mark, for yourself, uh, was this a race that you had any interest in? No, but I should have. I, um, I, I by default, end up with Mr. Gear on top. He was the clearly the best horse in the race. He first up last time for his first run in Australia. Actually, he got beaten length and a half to murder Glass in the Caulfield Cup, which you know had him just head and shoulders above this lot, with the exception probably of uh, Red Cardinal, the stable mate. Uh, and on the Friday, there was uh, double-figure odds everywhere. Uh, but come 9 a.m. Saturday, he was into about $6. And I think you touched on the fact that he had no public trial. He'd had a he'd had a 1,200-metre gallop up at home at Newcastle, but there was no vision of it. So it was a... I'd marked him around $6 top pick, and when he was into around that, it was a bit speculative for, a, you know, first up at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, I was, you know, $11, you know, plus I was certainly going to... Um, happily take the risk, but ended up staying out. And um, yeah, again, similar to Grey Worm, it had it won well before the turn. Although East Ender did give it a bit of a fright weight, it just ran out of its skin. But um, yeah, and Mr. G's ended up paying close to 
you know, I was over eight dollars on Betfair at the death. It uh, probably was take worth taking the risk, but uh, I was just having that kind of day and um, stayed out of the race. Okay, we'll have a look at the Hobartville, the group two, over 1,400 metres. Uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. It was won by Brandenburg. It's a very slowly run race, six and a half lengths slow to the 600 they've gone. And microphone is obviously the the short favourite, Rob. Uh, how did Brandenburg, Brandenburg look? Look, um, he, he looked forward enough. Um, I, I was Look, I wasn't overly impressed. You know, this is like a time-wanted race with usually, you know, amazing horses in it and um you know i, w- I wasn't mate overly impressed by anything other than the fact that microphone um looked he'd lost his fifth leg he was walking around with real focus and purpose and as much as i wanted to hate him all of a sudden he just looked immoral in this where i just thought he you know everyone mapped the slow pace the, everyone, all, all these the dangers will be getting back so it, it just he just came um you know a bet for me um, but yeah, but back to the winner, Brandenburg. Um, you know, I'd say you know B B type looking horse. Like like the A's is my old mate here, Shadow Hero. Um, he looked he looked fantastic. Um, dapples in his coat, but it's still improvement to come. Uh, you know, reloaded just uh, C grade, um, Pancho C grade. Um, Castle Vecchio, he was interesting. You, you know, <laughs> I looked at my text back after the on the day or something like, "Look at me, look at me." And um, I'm not sure what, what the punters can make of that sort of thing. But um, what I'm trying to say is, the horse is he's a really you know proud kind of stallion. He's a real bull type, and he, you know he was just sort of trotting around with two handlers. And um, you know, usually I'd, I'd be kind of against that, but this, he's got a real presence about him. This horse, and I, he he knows he's good. And I, obviously, I think he's he's come home pretty well. Um, I, I, I think you should be um, forgiving of, of him um, for not getting closer. As, as you said, they're very slow. Um, they'd probably be suited on a, on a better track. But, um, yeah, they were into dollars. You know, again, this is another race where I've just, just I've got that four-second sweet spot or whatever it is with Betfair and microphones pinged, and I've got more on 250 and um, quickly into a dollar seventy. Looked, looked, looked home for a long way. Um, Anyway, so yeah, it's another bit of a strip here. Uh, Kubrick is a horse I've had in the past. I, th- I thought he was really forward for Waller. He was in the numbers. Um, warning's got improvement to come. I think Prince Farwas, don't know what to do with him. Uh, maybe just a good two-year-old because he, he was in the numbers too. Um, I think old Lizzie had him on top. And um, yeah, look, I'd, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a painful, painful race. I managed to get a little bit out of the microphone in, in the straight sub two bucks but it's still a very very bad result for me mark. mark mark what are we doing going forward with this race i don't uh, yeah i don't know i mean I, I wouldn't really be it's the horses that finished out of the placings i'd be most interested in like castle vecchio and, mm. and shadow hero to be honest um i similar to rob i'd um coming from a different approach though i didn't want to find microphone when i saw the the uh, the fields come out i, I wasn't Hugely taken with his win at Caulfield to start before, um, uh, but it just didn't appear that this was his race. It, he looked by far the best suited of the main chances, uh, map fitness and track condition, everything else. It was just it, it was the one that seemed to tick all the boxes. And yeah, about halfway around, uh, I was on pretty good terms with myself. But um, it, was, it became apparent soon after straightening that he wasn't going quite as well as I thought he was. Reloaded, was had, got, had the box seat run, was taking ground off him, and um, Brandenburg had set outside him, was obviously going to give him a race, and yeah, he folded up in the last 50. Um, 
I don't these um, these horses are nowhere near the level of you know the gun sprinters like Exceedance and um, Bivouac is best and uh, retired yes 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 they are all at least a, a level above this lot. I know they're on different paths, but um, yes. Um, what about Standout? Sorry. What about? Would you rather oh, stand out? Than... Oh, sorry, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's, would, he's getting. And all these, yeah, he's an. A, he looks like an A grader on looks. Yeah, I know. I know they're right. They're, they're different sort of pools of three-year-olds. I understand that, but I'm just trying to make the point that these are just run the mill, most of them. Um, but we will see um, horses like probably Shadow Hero and Casper Vecchio get to that um, higher level later in their preps. Okay, we'll finish warning off. Is, oh, sorry, Rob. I was just going to say war, warning, maybe as well. Uh, yeah, he's the real um, stayer, isn't he? Yeah. All right, we'll finish off with race eight, 1,400 metres. Uh, again, a slowly run race, four and a half lengths, slow to the 600. Master of Wine, again, dominant in the end. Uh, Rob, we'll start with yourself. Master of Wine, come back well? Oh, really well. Um, a little bit light, lighter than I thought. You know, he, he was walking around. Dicko would have loved him. Um, you know, it was really kind of, you know, tugging on the bridle in that, way that they do it um yeah i, I was I, I was thinking that um i was going to get justice here with ren's day from um cascadian the week before you know because like like cascadian ren's day came back way better than he did first prep um so i, I thought oh here we go it's, it's, the racing doesn't work like that there's no justice um so yeah master of wine in the numbers oliferous in the numbers uh, Ken Stream in the numbers, but yeah, I, I had something on um, what I thought was going to be suited in the in the front runners in, in Cradle Mountain. I thought he'd, he'd be out of control like he usually does, and um, yeah, Ren's day set outside on him. So for the first half of the race, I was feeling pretty good about myself, but I think this Master of Wine it's going to be a weight for age horse. I, I think he's there's something he's got. He's really got something, and to win first up over 1400, obviously, you know, it's not telling you so much when he's going to get out to 2400, but. Um, you know, a race like the Sydney Cup, he'd be, he'd be low in the weights or, you know, I'm not sure if he can keep his condition on him. If he, if, he, if he trains on or if he trains off, that's still, what, six weeks, two months away. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to be a threat wherever he goes, especially with his rating. Um, Wolf came, has come back well, you know, again, a bit like um, Farnan earlier for Gay, not as quite as screwed down as uh, you usually see. So, um that horse can go well. He seems to be a real honest, honest horse. Um, I seem to really back this Ken's dream with uh, Louise Day on. Um, but yeah, that's about all, all I've got to say. Um, it was it was a pretty pretty uh, disappointing race for me, especially when Oliferous has run so well at a good price. And yeah, another strip. Move on. Mark, I was going to ask or make that point. Ken's dream did seem very short, given it was drawn gate one with uh, with Louise Day on board, and yeah. I, I just. It confused me to a certain extent exactly what this market was doing. Um, did you have a play in the race? Uh, I had a small bit on Ligulate, who I thought was just a you know rough lightweight chance, going to get a good run. Um, felt sure. it was well backed itself actually, bigger odds, but uh, ran about midfield. Yeah, Ken's dream. I I, I had it around eight dollars to be honest, um, and yeah, didn't particularly like the map. And the jockey's got a terrible metropolitan strike run. I just couldn't see happen. Be anywhere near favourite, you know, in a race like this. I think it was the um, it was the, uh, the wet track record it has, and also <clears throat> the fact it was carrying 51 kilos on a soft track. Um, I, I think the market is factoring in weight uh, more than it was maybe a year or two ago. I've, I've just noticed by watching the, the market moves, and in a case like this, 
apart from the wet track form, um, I don't think there's any reason it starts three to one other than it was carrying 51 kilos. I, I, I can't see anything else. And they're not one for like a year and a half or something? Yeah, it's, the horse is very ordinary. But, you know, it's run of the mill for this, this class. Um, I, I, sh- I, I missed him after a while. I sort of didn't give it nearly enough credit. I thought, oh, it'll be at its best at 2,000 plus, which is true. But look at last prep. It ran, got beaten ahead over 1550 first up. Um, performing to a level which was about the equal of its best from its previous preparation and of course he made huge improvement last prep so yeah I was far too hard on him and missed him um, we've given talked that, about him before on, yeah, this, on this podcast as a horse to follow yeah I, I just thought he might take a run so obviously just not giving him, giving him enough but um, it is a bit annoying because you know when you've got a horse like Ken's dream favourite and a very wobbly second favourite in Cradle Mountain it, it really should be an opportunity race but um, yeah I missed it Okay, in terms of the overall figures of the day on the punting form data, you've got Mustajia on top with a really big performance there in the, stay, well, I guess it's a slightly staying event, uh, the Parramatta Cup uh, from East Ender and Red Cardinal. They ran out the top three. Uh, Rob Scarry, Mark Roan, we'll look for a horse to follow from both of you. Rob, we'll start with yourself. Uh, Master of Wine, Oliferous, <laughs> um, Grey Worm. You know, I'm not really, you know, maybe something. Mark, Mark, you, you, you go and I'll, I'll come back if I can find something a bit more sneaky, a bit more hero. Uh, yeah, just Shadow Hero and Castel Vecchio, as I mentioned. And Master of Wines, the obvious, he's flying, obviously. Um, but the ones who I think will take improvement in, uh, from uh, the run on set there, Shadow Hero and Castel Vecchio. And that two-year-old you mentioned, North Pacific, that's, that's actually, even though it's been beaten a few lengths, that's a really good effort on the boo this time of year. Rob, I'll throw one out for you, or, or for me anyway, which I think you found as well. Uh, Invincible Gem in race four. It's from the fastest 600 to 400 metre split of the day. Off a slow tempo, it must be said. But um, the horse wasn't suited Yuck. the way that the track was playing overall. So for me, I'll follow Invincible Gem next start. Send it out on top, mate. Send it out on top. And, I, you, you know, it was all mapped to be outside the lead. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sleepy, sleepy Huey, thanks, mate. Come home really well, um, and, and look. And the winner of that race, Savatiano, I just thought she looked a bit, bit heavy. But mm. um, she's a great. First, I should have ignored her first up stats. Suggested that I should have ignored, and um, yes, that that that'll probably keep keep running well. Is Invincible Trim best on wet these days? Possibly. Possibly. Um, uh, that's something for you, form nerds. <laughs> All right, I'll mull that over next time she runs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a bit of an, un, you know, these mares, they, they do take it in turns a little bit. Um, Delectation Girl in that race could parade a lot better. I know on, on your figures, Pete, that you had you had her somewhere um, to run a big race, but in the yard, I just, just, just couldn't have her at all. Okay, very good. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure to join you once again. Uh, we'll speak next week after the weekend coming up in Sydney. Mark Roden, for yourself, your products are available through Champion Bets and Winning Edge Investments. Your week ahead looks like... Um, we've got a bit of uh, Gosford and I think it's Beaumont, Newcastle, Wednesday, Thursday, just two provincial meetings, then um, good old uh, Canterbury Dynamite Rail again on Friday night and then into the weekend. All right, very good. And uh, Rob, you'll be out there. It's Randwick, isn't it, this Saturday? 
Oh yeah, one of my favourite meetings. So we got the Chippy, Chippy Norton. Um, I, I think Flit will be very hard to beat. I know the you know fun stuff. Flit bit of a match race, but I think Flit is the one. And yeah, can't wait. It should be a good track. We've got a good week of weather. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I should be suited on Saturday. Your beauty. We'll speak again next Monday to review the meeting coming up there at Randwick. Until then, go well, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Pete. Cheers, Pete.